I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic, a podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all the life that happens between it. So, I know we're talking about something because there's a microphone here. Yes, we are talking about the things that we forget when our lives are so busy. And uh, how- that's right. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> when we were first together, you were all on top of everything. And you would often take notice of the fact that I would forget or overlook things. It bothered you slightly that I was rather mess blind. That still bothers me. I know. Yeah. But... I always felt a little bad about that, like there was some moral failing in me that I am causing other people distress by my forgetfulness and by my ease of overlooking certain discomforts or inconveniences or problems. And the illustration that we often come back to was when you put the bag of trash in the garage right in front of the stairs in the hopes that I would take it out. And I see a bag of trash in the garage and I don't recognize that it's a bag of trash. I just see, hey, there's a trash bag full of something, but somebody put it there, so they must want it there. Right. And I stepped over it. Instead of taking it to the trash, I stepped over it and went to the car. Yes. You did. I did. Mm -hmm. And I used to always think that there was like something wrong with me that I couldn't focus on things and I couldn't remember things and that I wouldn't notice things. And I wondered if it was maybe some undiagnosed ADD. But then over the past year or three, you've been experiencing some similar experiences. I'm not walking over trash bags. You are not walking over trash bags. It's unlikely that that will ever happen. Fair enough. Right. But the fact of me being so easily intentionally ignorant of certain things, like like the fact that our living room needs dusting. It does. Or forgetting what it is that we have on our schedule for today, or forgetting that someone has an appointment coming up until my alarm dings and says, hey, you have to go there now. Okay. These are things that you used to be way on top of and think of way ahead of time and would continually cycle through your brain on the way up to... Managing the thing. If you say so, because there's a problem. I don't remember. (laughs) And at the time, we came across some research, and I came across it first, and then you saw some related research as well after I had pointed out to you and you had been primed for it, that this is not an uncommon situation for children in trauma to grow up and be perpetually not focused. I don't remember. Again. (laughs) Sorry. This is my status quo. This is your status quo. You don't remember. Nope. And so I figured that it probably was some undiagnosed ADD, but that it was trauma related and that because I had grown up in such a risky situation where I had to be hypervigilant all the time that I couldn't focus on anything. And I thought that right, was like, like a bad thing and I needed to fix it. Okay. Go ahead. What, what were you starting to say? Or did you forget well, again? I, I know lots of folks who are hypervigilant would say, oh my God, there's a trash bag. What do I do? You know? Right. But, but see, so that's, it's not about the mess blind part. It's about the remembering thing. And so like, the, the fact that I'm always paying attention to all the other things and I ignore the things that I think are innocuous or benign. Well, now that I think about it, I would assume that you are paying attention to something. But what are the other things? <laughs> um, I'm looking around the room. I don't know. 
And see, that's that's the thing that would stump me and be like, <laughs> what the hell is going on with my brain and what the hell is wrong with me? And then about a year or two ago, when our kids' special needs started getting more special after number one got arrested, and then number two's other mom going out of town and number two coming and going and his special needs ramping up. Well, uh, his special needs have always been as special as ever. <laughs> okay. But but what did happen in, in that sequence is his mother moved away and then he went for a little while and then he came back. And so during the time he since he came back, there was just him and his special needs. It was before I got sick and she just recently came into town. However, during that three quarters of a year, it was me and you and his special needs all the time yes which you have likened to a dv situation i have many times when he's very volatile it ha it is just like that you're on edge all the time mm -hmm. you know even when he he's not volatile and it's not a dv situation it's just i would think by now people would get tired of hearing this because i know we've talked to the microphone about this <laughs> enough times it certainly seems like it even if i don't remember mm -hmm. they're exhausting they're 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 constant it's always a here's how it goes in the morning you know because i because i do mornings now because you have your math job which takes up 29 out of 24 hours a day fair so in the morning you wake up number three child before you leave i do because she she's a toddler. Up, yeah. And she lays there on her bed looking at her phone and I think supposedly we, checking the weather. Checking the weather. <laughs> quite thoroughly, as far as I can tell. Uh -uh. And um, has some sense of uh, a gauge of when she really actually has, has to start moving according to when her brother is moving along or what her chances are of me taking her and leaving him here and coming back for him, which probably sounds really uh, curious to people who have heard that this is not a child to be left alone. No, but, but he's not really alone. The teenager's here and we take the dog with us right. so that nobody's in danger as far as we know. But anyhow, the thing is... Uh, I was going to say something. Yeah. <laughs> the mornings, dealing with him yeah, in the yeah. mornings. Oh, yeah. So then I wake him up and I try different things like putting on the hallway light because he doesn't want his light on. The light hurts his eyes and blah, blah, blah. And he has to get up, throw his pull-up away, go in the shower and rinse off, get dressed and come downstairs and eat the breakfast I have made, which is typically a smoothie because if I don't, he doesn't eat. I know. There's no time. At that point, it's not a battle worth choosing. It's not a battle worth choosing at all. No. It just make the breakfast and he eats it rather than screwing around with trying to do everything you're trying to do and getting him out of the frickin' house. Mm -hmm. Even as it is, I cannot get these kids out in the last since winter break ended and they started back to school. Mm -hmm. I am late every single day, no matter what I'm doing. Right. Including making his breakfast and making his lunch. Ugh. Okay. So getting him to do that, that sequence of things is fairly near to impossible without, he, he needs like his own personal attendant yes. to, to follow him around and say, now get out of the bed and walk, not roll, crawl and flip across the floor. Right. And throw away the pull-up mm -hmm. because it, the pull-ups left me every morning. The pull-up is left somewhere. The bed is wet. The bedding needs to be taken off. The blankets need to be put in the wash. He needs to have clothes on. And, and all of this is... And he is, needs to clean his body from the pee that he was sleeping in. Yes. And all this is an ordeal, no matter how much I try to get it into some kind of structure. Because unless I do everything I need to and then just sit there and follow him around, it doesn't happen. Right. And even so, it might not happen. Just trying to get him out of the bed lately. I can't get him out of the bed. 
No wonder I can't remember shit. (laughs) (laughs) But that's the thing. Like, lately and for the past two and a half-ish years, like even before this nonsense with him trying to move away and come back, you would, I, I would say, you know, for example, I carry things until I don't. Where did I put it? Wherever I quit carrying it at. That's just a thing that some people have. It That's is. not like a deficit of character. No, but if it makes other people's lives harder, then I need to work on improving that. But then you started doing it about a year ago. That Where did you put the thing? Um, and then I asked you, okay, as we were getting ready to put Christmas lights up in late October, early November, we're like looking at what all there is and how to get it all set up and getting ready to build the platform to put the TARDIS on the roof. And I say, okay, I noticed that there was a new cord up there back in January of last year that wasn't there before, but I never mentioned it because it didn't seem worth mentioning. But now that I need to use those cords, why is there another cord on our garage? And you said, I don't know. And I said, I didn't do it. And you said, I know I did it. But I don't remember why. And th- this has increased since I was sick. I-, I remember less than ever. And in part, I think a-, a good amount of it happened when I was sick. It's entirely possible that your fever lost you some brain cells. My toxic condition lost yes. a lot of things I didn't actually need to remember after all. Fair enough. Apparently. But you used to focus on having these memories, like being able to do the thing. And it was like part of your functioning that you could remember what the thing was and then you could do the thing. Now we're all screwed, huh? (laughs) I'm not saying that you are less functional now. I'm saying that you are differently functional than you used to be. And that I thought I was less functional because I was in such way differently functional. Right. But now I'm realizing that we're just different. And now you're more like me. Yeah. If I start putting the keys everywhere in the house, then I'll be worried. But I could probably still tell you right now where the ketchup is in the fridge. I'm sure you could. I am absolutely certain you could, in fact. Mm. But But this is why you got me the little tile thing for my keys so that it would ring if I went looking for them. Because it would happen about once every other month I would end up late to work because we're all scouring the house for my keys. Yes. Most of the time you just look for them for a few minutes and then... And then I find them and go. Yes. But every once in a while there was this complete ordeal over finding the keys. And I love when I hear the little key music in the morning and I think, oh good, I don't have to look for my wife's keys. (laughs) You made a good Christmas present choice. I did. (laughs) I like. Yay! (laughs) But some people just do that. They don't put things in the same places. There's lots of people. That's why they make those things that sing so you could find stuff that you lost. Yes. Because lots of people do that. But then, you know, I could, it it was kind of amazing to me that coming back to that Christmas light chords Mm -hmm. example, I remembered later that you were uncomfortable with having had an indoor cord on our outdoor lights, even though I had shielded the terminals up underneath the awning and everything else. You were like, no, I'm still not comfortable with that. So I'm just going to fix it. And you did. Yes. And that's fine. Because we had outdoor cords. Because we had more outdoor cords. And see, the wire, the the rubber over the wire of the outdoor cord is different and et cetera, et cetera. Right. And house fires are bad. Yes, they are. So. (laughs) So. I think that's perfectly acceptable that you did the thing, but the the fact that I remembered why you did the thing before you remembered why you did the thing was yeah. completely out of character for both of us. It is because I can't remember. I can stand there going, yeah, I'm sure I did this thing, but I can't picture any of the... You could probably even picture your sense of having been up on the roof replacing the cords. 
Nope. No? No, but Because I know you were up on the roof to replace the cords because you you couldn't get to them. Once you said, oh, it was the indoor cord that you had left outside, then I remembered the sequence of events. But otherwise I thought, no, no, I decided to change these cords and put this one here. And who knows why. Right. until, Until you said that. Right. Yeah, so there's a lot of things that, here's the thing, you, you've you apparently been worrying about all these things you didn't remember. And now that I don't remember things, the difference is, I don't care that I don't remember them. That is a thing. Yeah. And I'm that, like, oh, well, I forgot the thing. That's fine. Yeah. And it's funny to me because, again, this is sort of that sense where I have been doing this so long. And because I grew up in a difficult situation where my forgetfulness was related to the fact that I was always looking for what are now paper tigers, Mm -hmm. but what used to be genuine threats, that now I feel like, oh, my forgetfulness is causing other people trouble. Whereas you're like, oh, well, the kid used up all my memory. Fuck it all. Yeah, pretty much. And I think... I'm probably supposed to be doing something, but I'm going to sit here and read a book till I maybe almost could remember. And (laughs) I think part of that is, again, that change of situation and cause and is an environmental difference. But I think also some of it is a gendered difference. Because if you think about patterns of behavior in families, generally it is the mothers who are the remembery people and it is the fathers who are the forgetful fuck it all people. Not always. No, but not always. Just stereotypically. like you, you, you know, somebody at work said to you that, you know, or some women were having a conversation about how the men make a sandwich and leave crumbs and everything everywhere and never wipe off the counters. And you could pretty much have raised your hand at that point and said, that's me. <laughs> I'm the husband there. Yes. Yep. That's me. I do. Yeah. I left sugar on the counter this morning because I was going to come back and clean it up when I made my breakfast. Right. When I left the sugar from the coffee. I couldn't have done it. And no, here's you why. Not less than three feet away had we just had an ant infestation a couple days ago. So there's no way I could have left the sugar there. Yes. Because I would have thought I'll have to clean up ants and that will be worse. So let me clean up the sugar. And see, I knew I was going to come back to it within a matter of minutes. Well, see, a matter of minutes. See, that is the other thing, is that my temporal awareness is slightly different from yours also. Although yours has started to stretch out like mine has as well. Again, that maybe I'll get to it later and maybe I won't. But you've never had the illusion that you'll get to it in a couple minutes. No illusions there. No. Nope. As you asked me earlier, you said, um, when are we going to take down Christmas? And you said June. And I thought that was adequate. Uh, I thought it was a good estimate on your part. (laughs) I was trying to be realistic. Because if you said to me, oh, I think I'll do it tomorrow, I would have thought, yeah, right. (laughs) No, I'm not going to get to it tomorrow. I have work to do tomorrow before we go back to school on Monday. It's Saturday. 29 hour a day job of yours. Yeah, it's true. But it's amazing to me the way these things have changed. And like, sometimes you won't even remember what you've forgotten until you have a a situation in front of you that you need to manage that probably could have been managed before, but you didn't have the skills or the brain power or the energy or the willpower to manage it at the time. And some of it is from being sick. And some of it is from what happened before you were sick. For example, you get a message in the mail of letter from your mother's insurance. Yes. And they say, this is your 90 day notice of something, something. And you're like 90 days. What happened? What is this? I don't know, but I was sick. (laughs) Something I was supposed to take care of. Something I was supposed to manage, but I didn't. And it didn't get managed because you can't manage those things when you're in the hospital. Yeah, and I didn't remember it after that. No, you weren't going to remember it after that. See, you can't remember what you forgot if you don't remember it. 
Which makes me think of the Alzheimer's, your Alzheimer's aunt, who kept saying that she didn't have memory problems. And we're like, how would you know? Right. How would you remember what you had forgotten? So at this point, we don't remember what we've forgotten. No, but I'm glad you feel better about it. I do it, feel it, a lot better It's much better easier about that it. way. It is, it is easier this way, where I'm like, okay, you know, this is a thing that happens, and it's not just me, and I'm not making the world a horrible place because I'm a forgetful person, and... I wonder um, if this is just like a functional result of not being able to do all the things while I was sick. And instead of worrying about them, now I just don't know what they are. So I don't have to worry. Right. Oh, I haven't done this, 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 and this yet. Whatever they were. <laughs> I'm sure I haven't. That I can tell you. <laughs> I'm sure true. I haven't done the whatever they were. So. I'm, I'm sure t- also yeah. you, you are correct. And the other way that this has changed too is that like you used to, and you and I used to, whenever the kids would go away, we would go for a hike and we would go... Out for dinner or go out to the movies or get things done around the house. I used to get way more housework done. You have a 29. Did I mention that job thing? (laughs) Yes, it's true. But... It's a big. It's a big part of this. When other stuff that that doesn't happen. When you first started to transition, you and I went hiking way less because you were always hot all the time. This was before you figured out that hematocrit thing and being able to better self-regulate with your blood density and always being overheated. Yeah, I was overheated. And so we didn't go hiking that summer at all. Even once, I think maybe once. I don't remember. I know you don't. <laughs> And I was like, okay, well, now that things are settled, maybe we'll get to go hiking again. But no, now we just sit here and read a book and play a video game and... This is the other... Do not do the things. The other thing that happened while I was sick is I had to give up all the hopes and dreams of things I might do. So I did because I, I, you know, just wasn't possible. And I've gotten a little used to the less busy stream of activity, you know? Yeah. And and then the idea that I should have been resting and, and might have known I was getting sick because I was so tired. Now, if I feel tired, I just think I better rest. It's true. And this is really a contrast from when I first met you and you had hyperthyroid and didn't realize it. Yeah. And you were always on the go, always doing a thing. And I was like, hey, that's awesome. Yeah, that, I miss that. I don't <laughs> miss the problem that... <laughs> That resulted. I don't miss being hyperthyroid, but I do miss the energy. Yeah, it was fun to get a lot of stuff done. <laughs> it was not fun having your cycle every two weeks. No, that was bad. That was bad. That was really bad. No, that wasn't fun. No. <laughs> well, thankfully, that's not going to be a problem again. No, it won't be. But Although I've heard recently, too, speaking of trans men not having cycles, or at least hopefully not having them is the idea, that they can laser out your uterus, and this is much less intrusive than... A hysterectomy. Yeah. Hmm. I just heard about this recently. That seems interesting. Not, not it's in, worth looking into. Actually, not even related to trans stuff, related to somebody else's health issues involving their innards and those type of innards causing those types of problems that they endometriosis and the like yeah other all the problems they can cause yeah my mother had endometrial cancer among other things so well even even our oldest child who had a partial hysterectomy from the endometriosis problem didn't have this easy procedure that they no no because it's a new thing apparently i haven't heard of it And it's interesting because another thing that I noticed when I was first looking into the research as to like why I couldn't focus 
and why I was always like my brain was always 10 places at once was that like there is a set amount of willpower that each person has and you can grow it by exercising it and you can, you know, but there is a point where it works like a muscle and it can be worked to the point of exhaustion. You can exhaust your available willpower. You can grow your available willpower by exercising it, also like a muscle. And it will atrophy if you do not use it, also like a muscle. (laughs) But at this point, both you and I have reached the point where we are really exhausting our available willpower on managing these kids and this job. This is a thing that you've noticed that you're like, I'm all out of willpower. I know that I could be doing laundry. I know that I could be repairing the lattice in the backyard. Hey, I did the laundry. You did the laundry. Uh That's awesome. Well, I still had willpower yesterday. But again, it's that fact that number two child is perpetually demanding and that you are using all your willpower to meet his needs. To survive his needs. And to survive our needs of not having wet pull-ups all over the house. and This kid is 10. When we're talking about wet pull-ups, we're not talking about a toddler. We're talking about a 10-year-old bladder. Yes. And we're talking about not actually pull-ups, but depends. Yeah, they're men small. Men small depends because for a 10-year-old it, boy. Because it won't hold enough pee. Exactly. E- even so, it doesn't hold enough pee. Correct. He yeah. wakes up in pee most mornings. It, it has a, f- a, b- a lot to do with that he won't get up. Which we talked about a week or so ago when he was saying... Did we? (laughs) (laughs) I believe you. When we mentioned that at the dinner table that he had said he didn't feel like getting up, remember this discussion, and I said... I'm shaking my head. No, I don't. (laughs) He says, but when I wake up in the morning, or when I wake up in the middle of the night, I'm really tired and it's hard. And he's like indignant about getting up. Getting up to pee in the toilet. Yeah, (laughs) he was quite indignant about it. Now you remember. Yeah. So, yeah, it's these are just perpetual demands on your willpower. And so then when it comes time to say, I could be getting up and going to the gym now and the class I like is in 20 minutes. So I should be getting my clothes. Uh, here's my book. Here's the problem with that, too, is I'm all worn out on the shoulds. Mm-hmm. So unless I really just want to do something, it's very hard because, like you said, the willpower gets worn out and... I, I just don't want any shoulds. And so if I can avoid some of them, I, I opt for it. Yes. Yeah. And I, I didn't do that before. But um, then this whole illness thing wore me down. and It did. And, and now I opt for it all the time. I feel bad that that happens to you. I recognized that in myself when number one got arrested and I had been doing so good about using my willpower on food, which is a big struggle for me. And I am a thick person, a muscular person. I do go to the gym regularly because I genuinely enjoy it. I I enjoy it too. But I... Just not always enough to get there. (laughs) Fair. Yeah. That very next morning after I had picked him up from the juvenile detention center, after I had driven there and picked him up and brought him back home, that very next morning on my drive to work, it took every ounce of willpower I had not to drive into every single fast food joint that was offering breakfast on my way. And I gave in to one of them. Yeah, there's eventually going to be one that's like, oh, well, that wouldn't work. Yes. (laughs) I like, I just remembered, I just remembered this. Hey, I'm remembering something. Yay! <laughs> when you were driving home with him from the place, uh-huh. was that you who pulled over and said, look, here's how this works. You can follow the rules or you can get out. Is that you? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Because you was... know, I work with people who have to do these things too. Oh, I know. I know. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, you did. You you picked him up, pulled over and said, if you're coming home with me, then you're coming home to follow my rules. Yeah. If you are going to stay at my house, then you are going to follow my rules. If you want to live somewhere else, you can petition the court to live somewhere else. But if you're going to live in my house, then you're going to follow my rules. Do you agree to do that? If not, get out of the car now mm-hmm. and walk home. Yep. And he agreed. He did agree. Because the idea of walking home from probably he didn't know where he was. Correct. Sounded bad. It did sound bad. It should. Good. Right. You know? <sighs> Rotten kids. You know? Mm. It's okay. That one will be moving out of our house in a couple months. I know. Hella freaking Luya. But even when he's here, when it's just him and his sister, when it's one and three, it's expectations, but it's not demands. There no. are things to do, but they are not so perpetually demanding and so utterly draining that we run out of willpower and run out of energy to do anything besides basic survival needs. No, they they become a little more focused than that. There are certain things that getting either of them to do is often more energy than it's worth. And, and I've given up on a couple of those things. Like like with getting him to do the things he's supposed to. And, and now we have to come up with this whole other idea, which I need to talk to you about, because I will be coming home even later, more days, and I need to figure out how to get hot water when I get home. And so that's one of the things I gave up on and, and had you deal with the teenager on of he's using up all the hot water and I get home late and there's no hot water. I just, there's certain things that I can't deal with him anymore because it's too close to him leaving. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's good for him, but I just then have to say to you, hey, you do the over-talking thing until he gives in, will you? Because I can't. Because I'll <laughs> I'm just good get, at that. I'll get aggravated if I have to start talking, whereas you can just keep talking until he gives in. And it's, it's, it's my teacher training, yeah. It works really good for him, too. It does for him. Because he, he just sits there and goes, okay, um, how do I give in so she stops? <laughs> whereas number two will just get more and more angry if I do that. Oh, he hates when you, people start, especially if you start talking. And granted... You often start talking when he he needs to just calm down and you're still talking because it makes sense. Because with 99% of children, you want immediate consequences. You want immediate natural consequences or immediate repercussions to any negative choice so that they link it more closely in their reflexes and in their lizard brain. They have a very close connection of this specific poor choice with this specific negative outcome. Yeah. He's not that 99.9%. No, he's not. <laughs> so when you keep talking, he, he loses his mind and then... Breaks things and squishes tomatoes all over and... Yeah, he, he can't handle it. He needs like a little quiet and then some bonding. Mm-hmm. It's because his he's emotionally so young. Yeah. Which is what you do with a three or four-year-old. You cannot talk sense into them. You have to say, no, no, and make them stop and then bond with them. So they want to do the thing that you want them to do. Everybody's different, you know. We have a blended household and people are different in the world and there's plenty of people who are like any one of the configurations in our household or outside of it. Right. Where they need to calm down before the talking resumes or they would rather grunt than talk. Mm-hmm. Or they need a lot of talking in order to And some of these differences interact. are environmental and some of them are organic as well because yeah. we have an extra blended family where some of our children share some of our genetics and some of them have completely unknown genetics. Yes. So we're a pretty good example of different ways things can operate. I won't say work. <laughs> operate. <laughs> 
I'm satisfied with that choice. So have we made enough talking for a podcast now, or is there anything else you wanted to... I'm sure we have, even if we didn't finish what we were saying. (laughs) Were we supposed to say something else? I don't know. Okay, well, then that's it. Okay. We'd love to hear from you, so let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail.com or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and leave us reviews and star ratings. Disclaimer time. We are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. We are here to discuss our own lives, so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no-derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less-than-complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening! I need to blow my nose, I'm sorry. Okay, well, you'll have to find tissue. I will. Because those other objects don't look like the right thing to blow your nose on. You are correct. These kids and these job. These job. This job. (laughs) I make the words in my mouth sometimes with my brain. Yeah, maybe. Sometimes with my brain. Maybe. Sometimes Hmm. I make all of them. (laughs) Yes. Ha, 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 ha.